1: Learn the history of your people. It's breaking chains and history talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on YAT Radio. Leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence through history. Being brought to you by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College. Good evening.
2: Good evening, to everyone, and God bless you. Uh from um, breaking chains history talk every Tuesday. I pondered what to start our lesson off with and uh for African Americans or uh, just Africans or uh, those who uh who uh are uh, from the African dispersion uh there's a lot of things that we discussed and we have been mistaught about slavery by white America. They said the Bible uh, uh, was built upon slavery, and the Bible talks about slavery. And I'm not saying that it's not found in the Bible, but I'm saying that it is interpreted incorrect. And I want you to understand tonight I'm going to start off teaching tonight about biblical slavery, and I'll go back into some other things with the origin of man, and I'll talk about Emancipation Proclamation, about the slavery uh, in America, and I'll talk about some genetics, and I'll talk about uh, there was uh, uh, people of African um uh, Ancestry that was in uh, in America's maybe four thousand years before Columbus ever set foot here. Uh, not on solve because Columbus. Although we have Columbus Day is October the twelfth. Uh, Columbus never. We've been miseducated. Columbus never set foot on, in America. Amen. It's important that we understand too that 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 slavery is nothing but an act of the devil. Satan was put here by Satan himself. It is important that we understand those who are Christian, those who are studious of your Bible, that you would understand that when God created earth, that the earth was born and without form, Satan was, had already been kicked to the earth by God. By, uh, had michael to put satan out of heaven satan was wandering around that's why he was able to embody the serpent Well, satan satan was already on this earth and it is satan who orchestrated slavery and i'm i'm about i'm about to show you this biblically how satan orchestrated slavery and i'm going to tell you something about slavery amen okay, now um, in the Bible it talks about when God created mankind. They said and that that's in um the book of Genesis, the first chapter, verses thirty twenty-six through twenty eight, and it says, and it says then God said, Let us make man in our image and our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish, the sea, the birds of the air, over all the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply in numbers, fill the earth, subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea, the birds in the air, and everything, that every living creature that moves upon the earth. Now, now God told us, God said, I give you every seed, a barren plant on the face of the earth, and every tree that has fruit and seed in it, they will be yours for food. See, when God created man, he first created man to be a vegetarian a herbivore man later on became a flesh eater but what's very important about this he told man that he gave man authority to rule over everything he told him that he gave man authority over the fish of the sea to follow that and every creature thing that was that crept upon the earth and so he so he creates man then they said that God put man in the garden. I want you to pay close attention. I'm going somewhere with this. I'm going to show you why slavery began from being slothful, being lazy, because of curse from the devil. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man that, the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you shall certainly die. that spiritual death in the sin. Now I'm going to take you over to the part where man, where Satan calls man to go into uh, the hatred and man to, Look at how, excuse me, how Satan really orchestrated slavery. Watch this, watch, watch. It says, and then this is Genesis. I'm going to go from Genesis three fifteen through 19. It's, and I'm going to do the NIV. It says, and I will put enmity between you and the woman. And between your offspring and hers, he will crush your head and you shall his heel. To the woman, he said, I will make your pain and childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. Your desires will be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Now, here it comes. To Adam, he said, because you listened to your wife and ate from the fruit of the tree, about which I command you, You must not eat of it. Cursed is the ground. A curse now, because you, because you grew painful toil, you ate food from it. All the days of your life, it will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plant of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your... Until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken, and thus you are, and thus you shall return. Now listen what he told Adam, and this is what he came from. Satan caused man to have to fall, to work very, very hard. Satan caused mankind to fall, and man had to work very hard. Man, this is. It. It's a, from the sweat of your brow, now, he told him you would... You will lay around now, but from the sweat of your brow, he you say through painful tar, told him say, through pain for tars, you say, through painful tar, he said, curse the ground because of you. Through painful tar, that means struggling and working hard, you will eat from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plant of the field. And then he said, "From the sweat of your brow, hard, hard work, you will eat your food." And then he said, "From dust to to dust I shall return." That man would die physically. Now, listen, when I when I said this, you may ask where I'm going with this. From that point on, man had to labor hard. He no longer was until he listened at Satan. He would name the animals and all the tree. he just pick it enough for him to live off of. Everything, he didn't have to worry about killing animals, cleaning them, because I read to you earlier, every veg- fruit was for him. He was supposed to be, I, I I told you that he was supposed to be a vegetarian, a herbivore. He wasn't supposed to be a carnivore, which is a meat eater. Now, satan brought sin into it when he made them have to work man is lazy man didn't want to do the work so man started getting involved in slavery now it is important that we we look at these things about mankind because throughout your bible you're gonna find out that it's been said that 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 slavery was okay biblical but slavery was never okay biblical. God did not stop it, nor did God condone it. God only told made some laws for them how to treat a person if that person was a slave. Now, before I go any further, I want, you, want to give you some instructions to study. You will find out that if a Hebrew person, that you find out that 90 almost ninety nine percent of the people down there had some people through war and things like that who were, were 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 captured and ended up being slaves. But the rest of the people mainly sold themselves into servitude. Sometime that they were talking about a man selling his daughter into slavery. All that was dealing with was a diary where he was give his wife, he would sell his daughter to someone, like a diary, and they'd still do it in Africa and other place. You have to pay somebody for their daughter, and then you marry that daughter. That person's son or themselves married that child. Now, I want you to pray and, and things. so. It was not real slavery. Now, in Genesis, the 14th chapter, 14 and 14, they said that when, okay, Abraham uh, had like 318 men serving. And now listen to what it said in Genesis 14 and 14. When Abraham heard that his relative, talking about a lot, had been taken captive, he called out the 318 trained men born in his house and went and pursued at Far his dad. He went and he he battled with them, and he brought his nephew Lot back. Those 313 would have been counted as servants, but they never treated a servant the way that slaves were treated. Now, with 318 individuals, you you walking around in a wilderness. You go out there, you could easily just kill this person and go on about your business. There was he took with him three hundred and eight well three hundred and eighteen, excuse me. They could have walked on by their business, but they were not being treated. And notice the term that they use. Three hundred and eighteen trained men born in his household. They circumcised them. And everything else. It's in Genesis fourteen and fourteen. They lived, they ate, they worked if they shared all the crops that they grow. They shared when they were eating gold or sheep. They shared in everything that they had. And then it was illegal for a person if you had it. Now, listen that this, and I'm going to tell you some more. In Genesis 15, chapter verse 2 and 3, it tells you that how well a slave was really to be honored and treated. When Abraham, you remember he was Abram first, he didn't have any children, but now it was said that, it said that Abraham says, talking to God in a vision, he says, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless? And the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer from Damascus. Now, Eliezer is his slave. Eliezer is the slave. Of of uh, well, servant he wasn't really a slave, but he was a servant of Abraham or Abram, and he wasn't an Israelite. He was from Damascus. Now listen to what they say. And Abraham said, "You have given me no children, so the servant in my house where is my ass? Everything that the three hundred and seventeen servants that worked for him." Would have been working for the servant Eliezer Now all this is, 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 is telling you the sheep, the cattle, the goat Whatever he had would have been for Eliezer Now I want you to do, do what you call Now listen at this You, you want something whenever someone want to tell you about slavery? In Old Testament? In Exodus 21 and 16 Listen at what this says if anyone who kidnaps someone is to be put to death, whether the whether the victim has been sold, whether this victim has been sold or is still in the kidnapper's possession, majority of, of slaves here was really kidnapped from their homeland and brought over here, they tell us and make us. To believe that we were sold in the bondage by, and, and it's true. Part of the slaves were sold in bondage uh, by war, because they were doing a big bit. that But even that person in Africa could become a part of part of a, part of a tribe if yeah, they stayed there and worked and and agreed to be, go to battle with their tribe. So it was totally different from what we see today and, and slavery was today, you know, you couldn't do it. Now this said in Exodus 21 and 16 that, that, that if you're sold, there was to be put to death that if anyone who kidnapped someone is to be put to death, whether it is the victim, whether the victim uh, has been sold, whether the victim has been sold, but still in the kidnapper's possession. That person was supposed to be killed. If they came there and they brought that person, those ship people bringing that was bringing slaves over to America. Biblically, they were to be killed. Now, I, I want us to. That if you think that so. In Leviticus, now listen to what Leviticus says. I'm going to explain this to you. Leviticus 25th chapter, verse 43. Now listen to what it says. Now, you have to understand that a person that sold himself into slavery was to work for seven years. Some after six years, they granted them, they let them go. You was not really a slave. you ate a good but you were working off the debt. A lot of people did not own anything, and those who owned a lot was able to hire people. Because you remember earlier, I just told you that slavery was something from the pits of hell from from Satan. When, God, when Satan caused man to fail and man had to work and earn from the sweat of his brow, and, you know, when he was earning from the sweat of his brow, and thorn and this he will bear and when he had to really work man being slothful and lazy man that other men went and captured and and enslaved other men to do the work for them that's what happened in america and well and, and, and the children of israel they were supposed to have the hebrews they would only work them to pay off a of debt and then if they wanted to stay on because you was eating good and you they couldn't treat you bad. Now, because in Leviticus, the 25th chapter and the 43rd verse, it says you shall not rule over him ruthlessly, but shall fear your God. In other words, God said you're not to beat him, you're not to rape him, you're not to do anything like that to them. But that's not what, what happened in America. See, we have to understand that the same people that's trying to tell us that slavery was okay, it was part of the Bible is a lie. You know, God looks at and then if if you want to find out you say, Well that was everything, Pastor Kemp, well Dr. Kemp, well, everything that you quoted was old testament. Well, you know, if then they say, "Well, uh, you could go in the New Testament and they had a runaway slave in the book of Philemon." It talks about a runaway slave, and Paul told him to go back. Well, he owed that guy money that that he was a, a servant under. He was under servitude. You know, uh, 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 they had different people. They had people that that was in sold themselves into slavery. There were some people that, that were uh, indentured servants and others that were there. Now, a slave could stay the rest of his life if he wanted to be there, but you still have to understand that after so long, on a dead jubilee, they were supposed to set the slave free. Now, and I, I just read to you in uh, Leviticus 25 and 43, Say you shall not rule over talking about about, talking about your servant ruthlessly, meaner, mean, be mean to them, beat them and kill them, but shall fear God. Now listen to what Timothy say, and you can look this up. This is in the book of First Timothy, the first chapter, in the 10th verse. The sexual and immoral men who practice homosexual. Enslavers, liars, perjurers, and whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine. Did you get that? That that Paul Timothy is your pastoral epistle. Timothy, First and Second Timothy, and Titus. This is the letter where Paul uh, was writing to tell them how to govern the church. He told them homosexual moral, sexual the Sexual immoral, immoral individuals, men who practice homosexuality, enslavers, those who enslave people, liars, perjurers, and whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine—it's it's, not—it's against God's order. It's time that we that, that we start studying our Bibles and find out because there's so much stuff that's contrary to God's will. God, God, God didn't will that we be slaves. Now God still do allow it because we, we have slavery right now. Little girls being sold into slavery and being prostitutes right now in America. We have it all over the world still going on. Where they kidnapped them people from from Asian countries and bring them up here by ship, sneaking them in. Have them working in massage parlors and going in the back and servicing uh, the gentlemen, the men. That that's today. God helping young girls and beat them and keep them making money in servitude. That's a form of slavery But the slavery in the Bible Was totally different From the day You get an opportunity You could go to a Christian What is it's, it's called, it's called you know, a Christian It's called It deal with Christian It's a Christian Bible study group That discuss Different topics And you could find out uh, from them, you could look. They'll give you all the information you need. Christianquestion.com, and, and it allows you could ask questions and you could come up with with the scriptures necessary to refute anything someone said. And for for for, for centuries, we've been bombarded that blacks should be slaves and things like that. We've been bombarded. But, you know, the reason why I came up, I wanted this, is because slavery was, uh, ended with the amount of in 1863 in America. But, it, uh, but the import of slaves bringing in slaves to America had ended long before that. Uh, it ended in 1803, but the South continued to bring slaves in. But nevertheless, what I'm trying to say is, so they, we were taught, now, now this is crazy. We were taught that slavery was okay by the Bible, but I, 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 I'm a person that I just excuse me if I stutter a little, but I'm a person that you can't just tell me anything because I will study, I will study, and I will find some information about that matter. You can't just tell me anything. Do you know too? In America. America is, is is just going haywire with the voting rights and things like that. Don't you know they have what they call a Confederate Bible? And I'm I'm looking at purchasing one just to look at a a person' mindset because it's still still carrying over right now. The effects of it is still permeating throughout our country today. And when I say our country, I'm talking about America because
1: the majority
2: of African Americans have been here longer than the majority of the whites. The majority of the whites came to Ellis Island. And if you want to look it up, it's called the Confederate Bible, and you can find out the Sisters of the Confederacy. They was, they taught their children all of these racist things that, that, that we hear. And that's why one thing that yeah, the children have been taught by elders about being uh, racist, and so long as that's going through, and, and the children are, are being taught by elders, and see that's what we learn from. A child is not to uh, not not born to be a, a racist. A child is that's a taught behavior. You know that's a taught behavior. And, and 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 so when I look at a white person, a person of Caucasian uh, persuasion, I look at somebody who have been trained in the art of white supremacy. Now it's important that we understand too the difference in the slavery that I just came there with. Eliezer lived in the house and he ate and he was able to inherit Abraham's fortune and you wasn't supposed to beat a slave or not, so you wasn't supposed to beat the slave or mistreat the slave. And if you were caught selling a a slave or selling someone, uh, you go kidnap a person like so many of us today were kidnapped from Africa. And brought here. You saw that on roots. They didn't buy them. They went in with guns and raided villages. And what's so bad about it today? That we see how often time often I, 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 on 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 this program, I use the saying that a picture is worth a thousand words. Where if you think about what's been said, it's it's been taught to us that. All we did, we sold our own people into slavery, but that's far from the truth. They were doing that first. They did. Some did. Don't get me wrong. Some did. But the majority of them were captured. The place we would go over and shoot up villages and would take the younger slaves because they were younger, they would live longer, and they could take the journey, and they could work them longer. And they were easy to to train and learn a language, another language. But I want us to understand that when blacks first came into slavery, you know, some of the first ships that came um, to uh to the America the ship uh it came the full summer. Uh, April of 12, eighteen uh, with that what sixteen um sixteen nineteen. Excuse me, that I mean, excuse me it didn't come the full summer but that the first slave came to America in 1619. In, in uh, 19. But now we have to understand that from that point on, they had a many, many slaves that came over. You know, some of the greatest things that uh, places that people came to America was 26% of the slave came from the Congo. Numbangdu, the blight of Bafora, talking about the Igbo, the Takers, or the bu'ai, or bulos, that was 24%. Sierra Leone, 15.8%. The Mende and the Temes. Synagogue, Bamba. The Mandinka. you heard about Manduka the Fule and the Wolos. About 14% of slaves came from there. From the Wynwood, where they, they tell me the Gold Coast, Akan, from was 13.1%. The Windward Coast, Maddie and the Keys were 5%. The bride of uh, Benai, Yoruba, Eva, the Fulani. 4.3 percent which i am i have some uh Urobo, igbo uh and i have uh some mandinka and some others when i that when i went through my heritage but it's just saying where most of the slaves that came to the americas where the percentage of it and a lot of them came from the congo and in, uh, in, in angola because here in Louisiana and certain parts of Louisiana, specifically in the Felicianos, uh around where the uh, state uh, maximum security prison is, the name of the place is called Angola, Louisiana, because the plantation set on 18,000 acres, and which is the prison now that's set on 18,000 acres. And... Uh, the slave that were there was from Angola, so they named the place Angola. Now, it's important that we understand, too. Now, I told you earlier that in January the 1st, 1808, it was, 18, I said 1803, but excuse my mistake, that the U.S. official banned the importation of slaves from Africa and the West Indies. And it was all, it was banned in the slaves in 1807, but it was officially put together uh, in 1807. Now again, now at the slaves at Print Comfort were the first place where the slave did come in in Virginia around Jamestown. And and that was uh, 1619. now, but just to go further, but because the slaves that our forefathers and, and, and African Americans forefather, because I pray that we have some Caucasians that who are listening in tonight will understand just just the horror that we faced. Uh, they would take you to Gurry Island or Gurry Castle, and they would keep them there for months. Crowded where people had to stand up the whole time. And when they would take time to sit down, but they wasn't cleaning the place. You were standing in your own feces for months. Then you was loaded on a ship for a two to almost three-month journey, chained to the bottom of wood your bed sores, yearning and pieces on yourself. You made too much noise, you were beat. People dying and being thrown overboard, the sick being thrown overboard because they were, couldn't get money for them. Then when you was brought here, you was you wasn't fed a good meal. Of the food they didn't have you on a good diet. You wasn't eating much, but they were working you from sun up to sundown. You were raped. You were sodomized. You were whipped. You were burnt. You were lynched. But this day, but for some reason today, they don't want this part tied in school today, the true history. The true history, just how low uh, the Caucasian race have been throughout history. The lie about you look at how Rome is built over with the Colosseum. Rome been collecting them slaves. Who you think built Rome up the, the Colosseum that Rome had? Rome, they didn't build it. Man have been lazy. I told you, I took you back through the time of Adam and and, and Eve, and I told you that when, slave went, 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 went. when sin came into the world, Satan brought sin into the world, and laziness followed. Man didn't want to do his own work, so he got servants to do it, those who could pay for it paid for those who had the strong arm they did it america was built on slavery over 250 years right at 300 years are nothing but being in servitude now those are the, that's how long it was before emancipation proclamation but it lasted even longer it lasted 300 and something plus years because man started sharecropping I didn't know, I couldn't understand how could a person be a sharecropper when you don't share on the profit what a person gets. You worked you from sun up to sundown in that field, the sugarcane cotton field. They got rich and you was on there, you stayed on their land and the only thing you did, you had the, the money that the little money you got, you bought from that store <laughs> and so you didn't make anything. You didn't make enough to buy you or buy you somewhere somewhere to live and to move away, and I know how this go because I've seen my people, my relatives, and I've seen how my father had to come off of the plantation by saving his money up when he went over in World War Two. Now it, it's very important for us to, to say uh, that I told you that and. 1808 that you the United States officially banned the importation of slave from Africa mean you couldn't break slave ship would not be entered into the United States with 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 cargo of slaves but the southern states Texas Louisiana Mississippi Alabama Florida South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, Kentucky, and and Tennessee, Arkansas. All these countries continued to want to slave, because they wanted free labor. So they wanted to uh, uh, leave the union, secede from the union. And uh, since they wanted to secede from the union, that's how the Civil War started. The lie is, and this, this is the lie that, that, was a, that, that, that the war was, wasn't started by slavery, but the war was. They say there was more than just slavery. There was state rights and the Western expansion. Well, the state rights consisted that the southern states wanted to keep slaves, and that's why they wanted to pull out. So that, that, that lie that they tell in history is a lie. They don't tell you that the people who came here, brought here, were no more than a bunch of poor dummies, vagabonds that came off the street, out of jail, who didn't own anything, who came here. So they didn't want to work. They were lazy. Most of them were. A whole lot of them were alcoholics. And so the slaves had to do the work and build a country. So the... Civil War really started April the 12th, 1861. That was the start of the war. And the first shot was fired at, on April the 12th. It was fired at Summer spring, Fort Summer Springs. Okay, and they said it was 4 a.m. that the first shot was fired at Fort Spring Summer. Okay, that's the beginning the southern uh, states left the Union in 1860, and April of 1861 was the start of the war. Now, it's important that we that we, that we pick up on this. Now, Emancipation Proclamation actually happened. Now, listen to what I'm about to tell you. Emancipation Proclamation really occurred in 1883. 1883, that's when the war was just about over with, and um, they signed Emancipation Proclamation. But today, the reason why we celebrate Juneteenth is not see, because the other states knew that the war was over with. The Emancipation Proclamation was January the 1st. 1863, and the U.S. Uh, approached its third year in a bloody Civil War. In the third year of the war, uh, President Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation. Proclamation declared that all persons here as slaves within uh, the rebellious states, meaning the South, are and henceforth shall be free. But now, here it is. The slaves in Texas didn't know they were free until June nineteenth, nineteen eighteen sixty five. So you're looking at two years and over five months later, almost six months, you could say six months later, yeah, six months later, uh, two years and six months that the slaves in Texas found out. Now, the history books tell us that, that some 2,000 Union troops arrived in Galveston Bay, Texas, or Galveston, Texas. The Army announced that more than 250,000 enslaved blacks in the state of Texas were free by executive decree. This day came to be known, and that's why we have it as uh, a decree as June 19th. And it was not because that's the day that, that that slavery was supposedly put to an end. It was, no okay, in 1808, that's when they told them that they could not bring any more slaves into the United States, import them to bring them in. But the, the southern states did not... Um, listen, they continued to bring the slaves in and they were not gonna give up slavery. See now the decree that that, that President Lincoln had gave it it was took over, like I say, two years and six months uh, to be abolished of slavery. So on January the first, eighteen sixty five, the true Abolition or abolish abolition of uh, slavery was achieved when the Thirteenth Amendment was ratified on December the sixth, eighteen sixty-five. Now I want you to understand about this. Now, slavery was ratified, but there was a ratification of that with the Thirteenth uh, Amendment. Now, the Thirteenth Amendment didn't help. Uh, do us justice, because it said that if a person committed a crime, they could be put back into servitude. Now, 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 what they're saying that you could be put back in the servitude mean, if you committed a crime, all oh, now slavery is just over with, right? In eighteen sixty-five. So, but you could be put back in the servitude. Servitude is slavery. So, in essence. If you committed a crime, if you were walking around on the plantation, they got a law called vagrant. If you didn't, couldn't show where you had money, you couldn't show where you had a job or anything, you could be locked up. Now they just set you free. Any little crime you commit or any crime they said that you committed, they would send you to jail and they would hire you back to the same plantation that you just left off to work for free. So it it was a double-edged sword because when President Johnson came in after the assassination of President Abraham Lincoln, he came in, he pulled the troops out of the South, and then the Knight Riders and the Klan started riding. You couldn't walk the street or try to move from the plantation because you would have been lynched, burned, or hung. Okay so the most of the people stayed right where they were. they could not read they didn't know anyone didn't have anywhere to go, so so many stayed in the south now I'm gonna read this and then uh, because I think it's important because now they they asked which state had had the more slaves in in seventeen ninety. Well, the the state with the more slaves in 1790 was Virginia. They had 292,627. South Carolina had 107,004. Maryland had 103,076. North Carolina had five hundred and seventy two. They had more in that area where they first started bringing them in then they had in Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, Texas or any other place, uh, for for the dad to say. And also I found out that some of my people specifically on my dad's side were 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 uh, were mulattoes and they were sold from uh South Carolina to Louisiana. <laughs> so but I do have some Ancestors But the most important thing too I want you to get is this Slavery started Not slavery but Our history started long before The history of America Blacks played an important role In the Bible We played an important role And you're trying to figure out Who you are Because we don't know who we are You are the original human being. When I say the original, I mean that you are truly the original human being. All you have to do is talk to some uh, anthropologists or uh, geneticists and begin to sit down those who are not trying to hide what they've already written. I'll pick up the book and you'll find out they have already written that you are that person, that life came, started, originated in Africa, from dark-skinned people, people of color from Africa. Uh, those are the original human beings. And, and this is proof by their own anthropology, the study of man. We're going to look into it because I want us to understand. And I, I I can also coincide this too with the Bible. Now, they have... Uh, what you call Uh and that and that and that's um, dealing with uh, anthropology Australopithecus and sensanthropy and, and things like this this deal with uh, uh, the study of mankind anthropology the origin of man now I just had someone to tell ask me a question at the why as we were working out the Bible contradicting itself because the Bible uh
1: the world
2: is could define fossils and every and of uh, individuals that's more than six thousand years old. Dinosaurs more than six thousand years old. And I want to ask, and what Bible did anyone see where they said 600,000 years ago God created the heavens and the earth? The Bible only says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now I know where it comes from. They talk about Methuselah after half of how long he lived and then they count the time of Methuselah. And we don't know how long it was before God started allowing things to start counting. Methuselah lived 969 years, which is the longest living individual that we have record of before man started slowly dying. Okay, uh, they talk about Lucy being Australopithecus. And they're talking about that in 1974 in Ethiopia from the fossil of uh, counter of uh, evolution also because uh, she uh, was a household name at that time and the name Lucy became a household name because John Johansson and Tom Gray uh, was looking for some rocks and other things when they stumbled up on, on Lucy uh, the pelvis bone and some other bones of a female and when they dated her she would date back to 3.18 million years. Now this is someone black, and I want you to really put this together. I don't. It, it doesn't matter who you are, if you're Caucasian or you're black. I want you to look up and find out when they go look for the oldest fossils or the origin of the human race. They go to Africa. Now I, I need to put a little period there just for a moment. If you read your Bible, cause you're gonna say, Well, well what you've been taught is that everything started over in Asia around way 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 around Asia and that's not the truth. The Bible declared by the Garden of Eden you've been trained to that notion, but you haven't been trained for the truth. If you read your Bible, this is that when God created created the garden, where, man, where he put Adam and Eve was going to be, when he created it, it came from four river heads. One river turned to four river heads. And the first is the guyon and the second is the Pishon. Well, the guyon and the Pashon both are the Nile River, and they said that they, now the guyon it, it encompassed the land of Havilah, which is Cush, but as Well, that's Ethiopia. That's on the African continent. And then the other one what they talk about is the Paisha. And they say about something about it in the land of uh Deja which is Somaliland, land, which is Somalia. All this is on is is is, is, is Africa on the eastern parts of Africa. Now I I, 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 I I know that the flood when he did it, when God created in the second chapter of the book of Genesis. I know that the flood not, did not occur until around the ninth or tenth chapter of the book of Genesis. When the flood, when the flood occurred, about the ninth chapter of Genesis, when Noah and the flood. So that was before the deluge was to God. But then that 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 just changed the whole geography of the land masses after the flood. That part it, it end up having the uh Gulf of Cezanne, they end up with the Red Sea and other different lakes that, that divided the landmass. There's it's even been said if you wanna do some uh research on it about uh the Red Sea this if land bridge, In other words, whether you can see that it was all connected together at one time. So now now That's what I want you to see. Now, then they go on and they talk about the Hedekia and the uh, Euphrates River. Now, it's been said that the Hedekia River is the Tigris River. Now, the Hedekia being the Tigris River, but I I beg the difference because they said that the Hedekia ran east and west, but the Hedekia runs parallel with the Tigris River today, and that's north and south. So I don't think that the uh, Hezekiel River uh, is, uh, is is the Tigris River because it does not run the way that the Bible says that it would run. So I'm, uh, I'm of the opinion that uh, they got it wrong. Whoever was trying to uh, interpret what it was saying was getting it wrong because they were trying to say that keep it in Asia, which it was never within the Garden of Eden. Because uh, case in point is that in the Garden, it had every animal, and just to stay right there in that small vicinity, you couldn't have giraffe lions, you know, rhinos, or hippos, cheetahs, uh, uh, leopards, you name them, wolves, and. All of these other animals, you could not have them. You know, you couldn't have all these different types of animals. And, and then with this, you'll find out that um, the garden was a very large place. Now, before I move on a little bit, I'm, I want to tell you about the Abantu River. Now, the Nile River is the Hidikia, not the, excuse me, not the Hidika. But the Nile River is the pashon and the Guyon, and the Nile River splits off in one part go around uh, uh, Ethiopia and, and the other one go around uh Somalia, and then it empties out into the Mediterranean but now that 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 and and you can look that up in your Bible. you can look that up with a Bible or a book, and it will tell you. That uh, during the creation that that's where the garden was located at, that those are the rivers they're talking about. You have what you call the Blue Nile and you have what you call the White Nile. But there's a, also a river that could be the Hidikia River that springs off it because it it does run east and west. It's called a Bantu River. But it's it, it time that we started researching it because right now, they're talking about turning the, the country back over a white since we had a black president. And they're saying that uh, we can't teach true history because then white kids are going to find out that they didn't uh, discover, didn't, didn't invent, and that they were savages that committed genocide, rape, and other things. So it wasn't nothing good about anything that they ever done. Everything that they ever did was being a heathen, and the children have to learn to deal with true history. It's time that we be transparent. After, when President Obama came into being and he came to be president, the Tea Party formed, and the Tea Party main thing was we want our country back. And oftentimes, most blacks said, "I." And did not understand what they were saying. What they were saying that we had mass enough people of color to vote and put people in office. And this is what I mean. You had enough Native Americans, people of Hispanics, you know, from from Mexico and Hispanics or Latin American, and a few and some white votes. With and you didn't have to get a high high percentage of white. But if you could have fifteen to twenty percent twenty percent of white votes, 10% of of um, of uh Latino votes, take the fifteen percentage of them, get they get their fifteen percent of the voters of America. You had you had forty percent and then America then the black is thirteen percent. That would give you fifty that would give you about fifty three right there not counting the people from Asia and others. So that would be enough to get you in. And they're afraid that they're going to lose their power and will not rule America anymore. There's also a young, uh, not young lady, but a lady that, that worked in the Cabinet of President George, uh, I mean, not George Bush, but President Biden. She made a statement that just, it just, just really touched me that, people would make that statement that the people in America, they should have a mandate that America should have no more than one or two kids. And and it's it's no secret that the white population and white childbirth has decreased. African-American childbirth is staying the same, (laughs) it's level off, being the same. But Hispanic birth rate is sky high. And so they don't want them in to populate because they're going to lose their power with a democracy. So now they want to fix it, rig the voting thing. Where if they don't like the way the voting come out, they can say who they want to win by the state. And they're red states. That's what's going on. So there's a lot of things that going on that, that, that we're seeing and things and so I was telling you about that but now I want to I want to go on to the sense that I was telling you reason I told you about in Ethiopia but I wanted to let you know that that was part of the Garden of Eden now you had Lewis and Mary Douglas Leakey they were from there were really Britain uh felon felon who 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 did discover the first uh Fossil pro School. Now, but that pro School wasn't a human. It was a stink ape, which is now believed to be uh, the ancestor of the human race. But they, they found uh, the discovered uh, robust, what they called Xenxanthropus. Now, Xenxanthropus uh, simply means East Africa they found a skull in the OD gorge in Tanzania in, uh, in, in East Africa and uh, the archaeological and anthropological fossils that they found of an ancestor to an ape then they found human remains in the OD gorge and while excavating in the OD gorge they found different arrowhead that date back over a million now this one could go back to uh, 2.7 million years ago that's been xanthropy and they found these fossils and they tell us that mankind have been much longer than what we thought that man had been there but now listen at this listen at this if you will and uh i had i was talking with the city council person of my area and uh she had invited me to her office and we sat down and just had a conversation and she was picking my head about certain things and she texted me back because she she didn't take the correct notes but uh I told her that everybody came from one lady and I know that we we in the bible it talks about Adam and Eve, but now this lady' name is Eve. <laughs> now, if we trace back the DNA and the, my, my, at, at, at the maternal, you know, heritage part, the of mitochondria within our cells, all humans, all humans, excuse me, have a theoretical common ancestor. This woman, known as mitochondria Eve. She is between 100 to 200,000 years ago she lived in South Africa. She wasn't the first human, but every other female lineage eventually had no female offspring. Failing to pass on the mitochondrial DNA as a result, all humans today, listen at me, not Africans, but all humans today, Africans too, but I'm saying every race, I don't care if you're Chinese, Japanese, I don't care if you're Russian. I don't care if you where you're from Brazil, America, wherever you're from. We carry her DNA. Now listen at this. As a result, all humans—white, black, that—I don't care, care yellow, whatever color you are—you carry her because we all came from that black woman. See, in contemporary humans today, Eve type different population of humans have drifted apart genetically from the distinct ethnic group that we see today now about three about three thousand three hundred about two thousand about twenty three hundred years ago uh, they found a man that had died about twenty three hundred years ago in South Africa they found his fossils and what they noticed when they were able to get DNA that when they got it, that mitochondrial DNA from this man they found out this guy in southern africa is the closest relative yet known to the humanity common to the female ancestry of mitochondrial Eve they know that he, was, he lived in a fishing area where there was fishing and his genetics there was was matched Eve Now, the place where they found his his remains is called St. Helen Bay in South Africa. By a theologist's name was Andrew Smith of the University of Cape Town. Now, after we sequenced everything, they found out that the first humans came from sub-Saharan Africa, which really is the cradle of humanity to have had DNA sequenced. Now, that's something that we need to look at. And then we may be thinking, well, Pastor, well, Dr. Kemp, well, why do we look so different? And I always love to talk about this. Why do we look so different from the way uh, whites look different from blacks? Now, I want you to understand that out of Africa, when, 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 the blacks start leaving out of Africa and moving to other areas from that hot African climate and the sun and thing could get a lot of desert areas. About seventy thousand out of Africa started seventy thousand years ago. After modern humans established themselves in Africa, small populations launched out to establish a foothold in Asia, that's over where we see the Holy Land or of, of Babylon and all that rock and all they know there is that Saudi Arabia. Uh, you have, as you notice, they are dark-skinned people. Asia before they spread it east to Europe, and they spread. They say that they spread it east to Europe maybe about forty thousand years ago, and then reaching the America went west to the Americas. Now I want you to understand that we're, that the people were black, and and this is what I want you to understand now. That the one the, 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 our, our greatest and the father of uh, genetics, his name is Gregor Mendel, and he talks about inheritance involving the passing on of discrete units of inheritance. Talking about genes that come pass on from out from one flower to another from one animal to another, we pass on different genes that's why you a whole lot of people look like their father, they look like their mother because the genes are passed on but now, through his study, he found out that even with plants, a dog plant was dominant. a white plant would be. A recessive he found out that black and brown skin and brown eyes were dominant. He found out that light skin or white what 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 Caucasians are come from a recessive gene, but black and brown came from dominant gene brown eyes came from a dominant gene blue eyes came from a recessive gene now. If you look up the definition of, of dominance, dominance means superior. Recessive means a lower form. So it's this. You could take two of the blackest people in the Sudan, and certain areas of the Sudan is where the darkest people on the planet live. And you could take them, and they could have a child, and that child, could come out albino. Mean that child could look white. Come out white. So you could you could get the recessive from the dominant, but you cannot get the dominant from the recessive. You uh, two whites cannot produce a black child. Why? Because that it all started with black. So blacks came in the variations, and they had to go through what you call. A mutation. Now, this is something that happened, and I want you to understand this. Mendel's study showed that there were three laws that had the law of independent separation, that if we independently separate ourselves and just a way a certain look of Caucasian people just move independently, separate themselves and live together, they will produce children that look like them with the same recessive genes and the law of, of uh, dominance is that if you have the people uh, with the dominant genes or dominance it, you're going to produce a dominant race segregation mean when you separate and that's what happened with the europeans and uh, the separation but i want you to listen at this now why we look different and 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 those of you who are going through covid now we have this different strain of covid i see them running close to running out of time time but we went through uh, human beings go through what you call a mutation just like the variants that they have in the different types of covid now if you look at webster dictionary it defines a mutation that it is the change of a structure of a gene resulting in a variant form that may be transmitted to subsequent generation, meaning that that mutation, that variant of a structured gene, it can be transmitted to different generations. When they went over in Europe, their skin changed, color changed, and the texture of a lot of them changed. That was it. And they said that caused by the alteration of a single base unit in DNA or depletion, insertion, or rearrangement of a larger section of a gene. Do you know that the reason why why we call people albinos because there's a a, a deletion of the gene melanin in that individual? That's why we have albinos. Albinos is, uh, have a, a deletion of of that gene of, of melanin uh in their body. The same as Caucasian. But I, I don't think they would ever want you to call them an albino because they know that being a albino just, just tells that they are recessive. Now it now they said, now listen at this closely and you can look it up for yourself. The mutation is ultimately the only way in which new variants inner species. How did new variants enter the human species through a mutation? They started off black, and they and they end up end up being different colors. They have looked look Chinese, Japanese, Vietnamese—all these different things. So what what everybody was drawn from one black woman lady, and her name was mitochondria. I, I I had more more things that I would look wanted to talk. But I, I had to talk about the to date. I had to go back over um about about the Civil War and I had to talk to you pertaining to Emancipation Proclamation. But there's this big thing about blacks listening to white preachers and what they've taught our ancestors about slavery. About let like God, God ordained. God did not ordain slavery. Satan ordained it. He brought it in here. When man had to work hard, he said, "This what are your brows? Genesis the third chapter, verse sixteen through nineteen, it talks about how hard and thorn and thistles, how he would me hard work. Man was lazy. Why you think that that, that 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 place had blacks in the field picking cotton and cutting sugar cane? If you ever saw how hard that work is, you'll know why. And you don't see that. I see black, white out there because they did just what Satan brought into the world. Satan brought that in here by tipping Adam and Eve. told Eve, and then Adam listened to his wife Eve, and they all they went into. uh-uh. Sin and God cursed them and he cursed the ground. He told them that they were surely gonna die. He told them that, you know, from dust they came and dust that they still return. See, man was to live forever. Mankind was created to live forever, but they were created to be herbivores. And we were created. If you read in the second chapter, that they say every plant, every vegetable. Every fruit was given man for for man to eat, but after man sinned and God had to kill a an innocent animal, from that point on, man started eating meat. And that's why the old I know the old African Americans always would tell us my my grandparents, my parents would tell us you don't kill nothing you're not going to eat. Amen. God bless you. Uh, anyone that have any questions,
1: amen. Amen. God bless you. Dr. Kemp, uh, very powerful show pastor. Thank you for that. We're going to open up the lines now. Um, God bless you. The lines are open. You got any questions, statements, comments for Dr. Kemp? Uh, you're on the air live now. God bless you. Good evening. Anybody, if you'd like to speak to him Don't be shy (laughs) All right, Pastor I guess no one has any questions or statements Tonight, Uh, they're there So we'd like to thank them for listening in And welcome them to the show Uh, The mic is back to you, sir
2: Yes um, I'd just like to say the only dumb question Is one not asked Um, I'm just thankful um, To uh, uh, Pastor Williams for giving me the opportunity to, uh, to share those things, my research and the knowledge that I picked up through different books and other means that I've learned. And and, uh, the things that I'm picking up is just not like one could say it's just for uh, black, uh, blacks that black folk wrote this. So uh, it's incorrect. These are, or uh, 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 Caucasian people who write things, but they refuse to teach them in school. Because if they make it mandatory, they have the books, but it's not mandatory that their children study it. Because if the children ever study it, the real history, the real things that happen in life, they will know. They know that there are mutations. They know what happened. They know they are just a variation of blacks. You just a pair you just a pair image of a black man. That's all you are. Uh you could call yourself an albino. I've uh oftentimes I see a I've seen they have these different fish like a catfish and they come out white, the albino and then they say a white lion is albino. Uh a light is whitish yellow is like tiger is uh the albino tiger, white alligator, cream color alligator, albino. But then when you get get to the Caucasian, they they don't want to be called albinos. in, in reality, uh, when you when you get people that color, it comes from a lack of melanin, and uh, that's what that is—a lack of melanin. So uh, that's just a depletion of melanin. What they the melanin left them, and some people well, their nose are different. That's not true. If you would ever get a chance to do some work uh, on North Africa, North uh, Eastern Africa, you'll find out that a lot of the the, uh, Africans have printed nose, some right around the equator and uh, on the West Coast, some of Africa, some of them have have, uh, broad noses, uh, student noses. But that's neither here nor there. You could breathe better in that humid, uh, hot climate. Um, that they're in. So there's nothing wrong with the way you look, your body features, God created all of it, and for a reason. And so I just want to just thank those who tuned in tonight and just ask that you, it's my prayer, that you would start doing research yourself because we need to teach it to our children, excuse me, we need to teach our children just what I talked to, I was talking about. Later, we because they're not going to they're not going to, they refuse to teach that to them in school because they're so busy trying to uh, keep a black person down by making them seem to be ignorant. And we're so far away from being ignorant. They try to make it whereas. It seems like we haven't created anything, haven't invented anything, and that's not true. Uh, but they won't teach the things that we've done, and that's what's wrong. And so let, let us come together and let us study so we can edify our own selves and our own children, and build our own children up by t- telling them truth. The Bible says you should know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. God bless you. Uh, again I uh ask that you would uh tonight I'm asking for prayers for uh minister Melvin Adams family. He would join us and many nights you heard his voice and he would join us and he passed away earlier the week, so I asked that you would lift the Adam family up and uh in your prayer. And I'm gonna miss uh Brother Melvin for participating in the different ministries. Uh that Reverend William have, so I, I thank God for him, the time that God gave him with us. Heavenly Father, we come in the matchless name of Jesus. We come, Lord, asking Lord that you would open our hearts and open our minds, Do we be receptive to your word, Heavenly Father? Crown our head with both wisdom and knowledge from on high. Heavenly Father, we ask you in the name of Jesus that you would forgive us, please, Lord, if we are sinned by omission or commission. And, Lord, that you will make our homes homes of love, homes of peace, and homes of prayer. Now, Lord, I ask in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, that as we continue to study your word, that we don't hide your word in our but we share it with one another, Lord, that we'll build up this world, that we'll show yes. the love of Christ to every man, woman, boy, and girl, but at the same time let them know that the weight of sin is death, for the gift of God. Is eternal life, Heavenly Father, we come calling on you right now, Lord. Yes, Lord. We call, ask, Lord that you would look down upon this sin sick world, give her what, what we stand in need of. We pray for peace. We pray for love, Lord, and most of all, we pray for your return. And we thank you. We yes. thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. If I had ten thousand tongues, I would thank you with every one of them. Now, Lord, I ask again, Lord, that as we prepare to leave this radio station, that we never leave far from your presence. May the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ with the love of God and the sweet, sweet communion of, Lord, your Holy Spirit, rest rule in the Bible us henceforth forevermore, and God's children say amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. I love everybody, black, white. Rich or poor, and there's nothing you guys could ever do about it.
1: Good night. Amen. God bless you. All right, everybody, don't forget, tomorrow evening, 7.30 p.m., is the return of the P31 Ladies' Night. 7.30 p.m. Central standard time, turn on and support your sisters. God bless you. Have yourself a blessed night. Be safe out there, y'all. We love you. Thank you, Pastor. Good night, everybody. Oh,
3: my people, my people, I love you. We're family. We are dying, we are dying, they are lying, hey. we're,
0: we're being tired and hard,
3: why you hating me? Uh-oh. I'm just trying to be, play yeah.
0: like
3: I and be, the gray and be, Grow with one another, living happily, living happily. but you hurting me, yeah. you hurting me? why not yeah. yeah. work for peace, why Queen Have a beautiful to say Have a, beautiful to say. Have a beautiful place care But I love you